Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. I think everyone for the last few months has wanted to see Tennessee face off against the Oklahoma Sooners. And no one wants to see it more than me. I'm excited. And obviously the drama of Donahue being back in Oklahoma City, we've already heard it. You know, how many times did Kevin and Amanda say it on air today? Uh, We've seen Mackenzie Donahue here just in a different uniform, right? So I can only imagine how many times it's going to be said on Saturday. But I'm excited. You've got Ashley Rogers, who is seemingly healthy this year. Kiki Malloy, who's the hottest hitter in this tournament, right? You know, I, you, of course, you've got the Jada Coleman's and the T.R.A. Jennings and the Kenzie Hansons of the world who are fantastic hitters. But when you look at the raw data, Kiki Malloy is the hottest hitter right now. You can't count out Zeta Pooney either, who started her career at Oklahoma and still has a very close relationship with a lot of those girls, including T.R.A. You know, they're, they're, they're more like sisters. So I'm excited for it because I think it's going to be competitive. And then the storylines within it, just make for really good television. Jen Schroeder, yesterday live on The Rush, talking about OU and Tennessee, 2 p.m. on ABC. Yeah, if you don't know a whole lot about Tennessee, Kiki Malloy is the name to know. She is hitting 420 on the year. That's a gunny batting average gunny. right there. Maybe Gunny's favorite player after uh, he hears that. She's hitting 420 on the year with 25 home runs. Uh, she can swing it, and as Jen said right there, she can. She's swinging it very well right now. She's she's a hot hitter. Yeah, uh, but she's likely going to have to face. Uh, well, that's the conversation. The, who the best who, who is pitching? It? And and that's the thing. I can say that she's likely going to be facing the best pitching she's seen all year, and that could be any number of people that we can choose from it's in true. our like that Kirsten that, Deal throw out yeah, there and say, <laughs> okay, cool, you got to do a Kirsten Deal. And, and and that's what's so funny to me is like we can we can pick and say, hey, if we want if we want to almost committee this thing and just show her a different pitcher every time she's up, we can even do that. So without a, a drop off, you know what I mean? So I mean, I don't know. I've I, I don't know if it's just the fact that we're spoiled by now, but it's like, okay, national player of the year, we had to play her two games in a row. Went two and zero there. Okay, and then we and hit her really well. Hit by her really the way. well, and then the freshman of the year, who had the lowest ERA in the entire country, out of you know thousands of pitchers, you know with with the amount of D one teams times four, the the best ERA in the entire country. We beat her, so we're three and zero against the best pitching we're gonna see, and now Tennessee doesn't have. I mean, they've got a, a really good one, but not the arms that we've seen the last two. And I don't know. I, I, I just – You're not buying into a close game tomorrow? You think uh, – It might be close, but I'm just mm. – all, all the – it just feels like we keep on getting these, oh, man, I don't know, is OU going to be able to handle Valerie Cagle? Okay, 2-0. Obviously dramatic, good game. You know, at least the second one was a really good game. And then, oh, I don't think they'll be able to handle, you know, this, this Kennedy. She's just going to roll over them. Okay, well, we we won again. You're saying people just like, keep looking for the reason why OU's going to lose, and it's just not happening. Yeah, no, I think we all we all feel that <laughs> on the broadcast. And, and, and that's the thing. It's like, I mean, I was I was sitting in the stands, you know, yesterday for the game, and there were these two very vocal fans that were cheering heavily for Stanford. They were sitting behind me, and I didn't like when you're in stands, especially that close. Like, you don't want to turn around and like. 
it's obvious who you're turning around for so you don't because then you know you just you don't need that tension the rest of the game well at a certain point I did turn around and there were just Washington fans like they weren't even Stanford fans they're just they just hate OU. Everybody's just – it's Oklahoma versus the world, right? Like, you should ask them if they hung their uh, Pac-12 flag up by their house uh, before they left. P-A-C. P-A-C. You get a nice chant going in there. Like, so that's the thing is, like, like so many people are just wanting this, you know, somebody to just – this big bad player to come and take down Oklahoma. But guess what? We got a whole roster full of big bad players. We got players on the bench. We talk about, like, Quincy Lilio came in yesterday and somebody was like – Man, I can't believe that Patty is putting in the backups. Um, you know when you know when the, it's a two score two run game. Uh, Quincy Lilio's got a higher batting average yeah. than Mackenzie Donahue. Welcome to your first year of watching OU softball. Got it. She's got a better average than Mackenzie Donahue, and we talk about Mackenzie yeah. Donahue like well, it's and be that's this funny. crazy homecoming. Talk like, about being spoiled. It's I looked at Tennessee's roster today and kind of looked at their averages and where they sit because I know Kiki Malloy. You know she's hitting over four hundred. That's well she's documented. Bananas. Yeah. Okay, I know Tennessee can hit. Like let, let's see what else they do throughout the lineup. And maybe I'm just totally spoiled with averages. But I looked and I said, oh, huh. I thought their averages would be a little bit higher yeah, than that. Yeah, you expected like an, <laughs> I expected six four hundred like hitters yeah. like an OU order. Yeah. They have uh, Malloy hitting uh, four twenty, Zeta Pooney hitting three seventy two, McKenna Gibson hitting three sixty nine. So that's that's three right there in their order that can really hit. Then you get to Donahue at two seventy four, who's. I mean, she's a nice hitter, but she had a tough time breaking the lineup last year. She got I, replaced by Alyssa Brito. I, when I, she was I think here. I think Tennessee's top of the order can really hit, especially uh, Kiki Malloy. That's well, the player course. to watch out for. But yeah, man, they, they don't have the depth up and down the order like Oklahoma does. Yeah, and that, and that was my point. Was somebody? I mean, we've talked a lot about Donahue, of course. She got replaced in the lineup. By Alyssa Brito. That seems to have worked out well. Alyssa Brito's an All-American. Yep. Um, and not All-Big 12. Not All-Big all 12, but, you know, it's tough to be that All-Big 12. Way easier to be an All-American. You know, tell me how that works. But um, And, like, Donahue, we talk about, oh, man, she's got experience in these moments and everything like that. Well, like I said, Quincy Lilio, our backup, is batting two ninety seven. Better her. And it's like, it just cracks me up. We're so deep, and you're just going to have to show me that you can get through our entire lineup and 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 outscore us and not give up a crucial home run or base hit with two outs o2. late in the game with an 02 count o2. i mean that that's i mean that is I don't, I don't even know if it's the x factor but it's just when you think you've gotten them beat they say eh, not at a certain yet. point here's the thing since it's happened like that if if we go into tomorrow and at some point late in the game it's two outs and it's an 02 count there's not a single way that that pitcher doesn't think, oh, God, this, this is when it happens. Because, because it's happened, the two biggest swings of Oklahoma's postseason happened on 0-2 counts of two outs. It's got to be in their head. In Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee will be very aware. Uh, Just go to 1-1. Go to 1-1. The question I have, and I'll pose it to you, I'll give my opinion, but text line 405-651-3439. Who do you think starts tomorrow in the circle for OU? Who do you hope starts tomorrow for OU in the circle? Now, Patty's gone about it the same way now for several weeks, right? It's been a rotation. Maybe it's Jordy Ball on Friday and Alex Duraco on Saturday and then Nicole May on Sunday, but that's how they've handled games virtually all year long. And then now you've got Kirsten Deal in the rotation, I think, that will come in in a relief role. Jordy was fantastic yesterday. I don't think, I don't think people are talking – 
enough about how great she was yesterday because Kennedy was so awesome. But Jordy had 11 strikeouts. She was awesome. Do you bring her back? Because I think she's your best pitcher now. Do you bring her back after a day's rest, or do you just operate like you have and you throw Nicole May or Starocco tomorrow? Who do you think? Who do you hope? I hope I hope it's Starocco, to be honest, uh, because I think – this is why you brought her here. You didn't bring her here to win some, you know, regular season games, everything like that. Like, she was Big Ten Pitcher of the Year last year. She's the number one pick in the professional league this year. Like, she's got the stuff. Like, there's no doubt. And this, again, this is why she came here, was to win a title and pitch in Oklahoma City. So, I think I think Oklahoma, at their best, has their, their kind of three-starter rotation in, in Starocko, May, and Ball. So... At some point, I think you have to pitch Alex. Now, I uh, do, are, do you want to wait to the championship series to pitch her? Do you want to wait? I don't like, want to wait that long. Like, you, mean, you mean you're right. Like I, you're, At some point, if you're going to be at Saturday your best, or Monday, you want to pitch to Rocco. Saturday. And if you want to start Nicole May Saturday, that's fine. You win that game. I think regardless – um, Starocko's going to pitch at some point. Like, she needs to. I would start Starocko, and then if I need to, go to dealer ball in relief. Because, like, Jordy hasn't had, you know, hasn't allowed a run out of the bullpen all year. And there's just something about going from one ace, and they're like, okay, we, we got to figure it out. You know, we, we hit a couple balls, maybe we hit one out. And then you see Jordy come in, and you're like – yeah, I, and I think the offense is going to be more potent tomorrow. I think they're going to score more than two runs. So Those, those bats are foaming at the mouth to yeah. see somebody that's not if, the best pitcher in the If you country. don't go with 98 in the circle and you give up a couple runs early, if you got to make a change, then there's probably some confidence that the offense can help make up for it. Best case scenario to me is Starocko starts and she's fantastic. I Just to get her back um, in a big moment and for her to perform, I don't know – Again, and I don't even want to lead on that she's not good right now. She's had like two or three innings here recently where she hasn't been at her best. Like she's been pitching at a sub one ERA level all year long. Okay, so just just yeah. get you with pitch four her top tomorrow. ten wins. Like, and it, it's not like we've been we we played her in, or or we started her against you know Texas Tech or something like that. Like we we didn't do that. We we pitched her against UCLA for goodness sakes. Like that's who we went with, yeah. and and she. No hit, complete game, or no shutout, complete game. Them like so, she's got it. The moment's not too big for her. Just I, I think again for this team to be at their absolute best, they need to have be, to go beyond just Jordy and Nicole. Best case scenario for me, like if you could draw it up, it's Starocko for five tomorrow. She pitches great. Jordy to close out the two after a day's rest. Day of rest on Sunday. You bring back Nicole May. Uh, on Monday to get you to the championship series. Exactly. I and think that would you'll work have out a Or well, just through five and you don't bring anybody after two well, because there, the bats go ahead and take there, care of it in five. Go. I like that. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see what the text line has to say. I got a pretty good feeling of what they're going to say. From the 404, 98, 98, 98, and then put in number 98. Uh, Chris and Lindsay, it's got to be Jordy. Alex has struggled her last two appearances. Uh, Brooks says, I want to see Jordy bat too. I just don't want Jordy to run out of gas. We have the advantage. I mean, we've talked about it all year, Tyler. The advantage that you have is our pitching depth. And obviously, yes, we have the best defense and the best offense too, but we're that we're spoiled. But with with the pitching, like you can't just get into the all right, we're going to throw Jordy for 90 pitches every single game and that's just going to we're just we're 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 
we won't throw May, we won't throw Alex, we won't throw Deal because we are so dialed in yeah. on making sure Jordy pitches. Then we get to the championship series, and you know she gets hurt or she doesn't have her stuff, and now these other haven't they haven't pitched in two weeks. Starocco, better starter, uh, but May will be in by third time through the lineup. So this texture thinks that Starocco starts, but Nicole May closes. Yeah, I All mean, right. I mean that's. Or go to Starocco Lee or uh, Starocco Kristen Deal, Starocco Jordy, and then again start May in the next game or the game after. Where because I think with in in my mind I have Starocco May and Jordy as our starters, if you will, right? And and that pretty much holds up throughout the season. Yeah. So and then and then I I I put Jordy in the also a closer. And Kristen or Kirsten Deal as a closer. So when you look at kind of that, um, I don't know that Venn diagram, if you will. Jordy is in both the closer and the starter. You can do whatever you want with her. But I, I would like to see Nicole May and Alex Taraco as your other two starters, and then just bring in Deal later. So nine one eight Patty Gasso definitely has first world problems. Yes. Uh huh. Four oh five. I can give you ninety eight reasons for Jordy. That's it. Only ninety eight. Huh. Right. That's on the that's on the low side. It's more than more hits more than the hits she's given up in her career. Greg from Lawton says, "Nah, Tyler, Alex for five. That's it. Run rule. We're due for an exactly. offensive explosion. Booma. We are due for an explosion. Like, I mean, to only score two runs. I mean, even when's the last time they didn't hit a home run in a game? And maybe it's more recent than I realized, but I it don't doesn't think that feel, it is. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it feels like an anomaly when when something like that happens. As great of a game as that was yesterday, it's like, wait, they didn't even hit. Wait, they didn't hit a home run." Were they were they were they, they were they playing with wood bats yesterday? What's going on? We have more innings with multiple home runs than we do games with no home runs. <laughs> Seriously. So I mean, but but yeah, absolutely. You're right, Greg from Lawton. Like we're due for that. But like I said, I just don't think I think it is doing a disservice to one of your strengths and really kneecapping yourself to just go out there and throw Jordy for five games straight because yeah. you don't want your other two sub-1 ERA pitchers out and this, there. And that's what this text is saying. If it's not broke, well, why fix it? Uh, stay with what got us here. Stay with the rotation. Amen. And my best guess, and it's just that, it's just a guess. It's, it's a blind guess. That's all we're doing here, man. I think Nicole May starts tomorrow with Jordy Ball in relief. And I think Starocco gets the start on Monday in the win one out of two and you're in the championship series situation. Purely a guess, man. Yeah. Purely a guess. Well, but I'll say May starts tomorrow and then you win that game, which, by the way, dude, it's important to win the first game. The OU's lost the first game of this tournament before and won the championship. This is the game tomorrow where you win it and you are in real, real good shape. Yeah, 35 shape. of 39 uh, when they went to this format. 35 of 39 winners have won the Day first off game. if you win tomorrow, another one, and just win one of the next two and you're in the championship Well, and keep this, keep this in mind, Tyler. I mean, we win. We get the day off. Now, Washington, Utah, not only – does the winner of today's game have to play tonight again? They've got to play a doubleheader against yep. OSU. The winning team doesn't even get a day off. So now, not only – I mean, yeah, you get that day off, but now because of the weather, the other teams don't even have the advantage. So it's it's become even a bigger advantage to win that first game because of the weather. Yep. No, seriously. Coy says, I would start Starocco, then bring in Jordy or Deal to close it out. 405, start anyone, finish with Jordy. I, let me just bring this up real quick as I'm reading all these texts. If we ask this same question about any other team that's currently in the field, 95% of the responses would be the same. But 
so far, we've gotten about every single combination that you could have outside of Kirsten Deal starting the yeah. game tomorrow. Stanford got, Radio isn't having this We've got about six or seven different, you know, situations yeah. that oh, you could throw out tomorrow. All that to say, they're fine. They're in, they're in really good shape. They're yeah. going to be okay. I think regardless. you and I are in agreement with we – can, we can flip around the Starocco-May part, but yeah. you and I are in agreement that either Starocco or May starts tomorrow and then pitch the other one in, in – you know, whether that's Monday, but pitch, pitch the other one in the next game. And then again, let Jordy, let Jordy just rest a little bit. You know, that's the thing. She's so intense and she wants to go. She wants the ball. Like, there's no need to just throw her, throw her, throw her, throw her. Yep. Because while she's pitching the best on the team right now, the other two, Nicole May's got the second best ERA in the entire country. I literally, I was in a group. I, I got a ton of confidence. In I was her. in a group chat today and somebody was like, "Man, we need to get Kennedy because." You know, Deal, Kennedy, and Jordy would be a crazy uh, trio next year. I was like, Nicole May's back next year, and she has the second best ERA in the entire country. Like, and 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 she's being just left. Oh, oh well, I don't know who who else is out there that might be on the pitch. God, who has a New York year. Yankees approach to the softball Good team? Lord, Jeez. I was like, I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? You're forgetting Nicole May? What are you thinking? Man, I know we already got Roger Clemens and Andy Pettit, but man, it would be just, nice to have Greg Maddox in there too. It's if we just could do that. It just cracks me up, man. I'm like, it's definitely, and I, I think part of it, Tyler, is a little bit of a Justin Broyles problem. Is it always comes back to Justin Broyles? Is Everybody just gets that first impression of their mind, and then they think Justin Burroughs is a bum the rest of the time when he just got thrown in a bad situation. Nicole May, her ERA the last three years has, like, been chopped in half each year. Like, she was at, like, a two-point-something, then a one-point-something, and now she's, like, at a point seven or something like that. Like, it is just – her ERA has been in a tailspin ever since her first year, so you would expect her next year to come back and, who knows, maybe let, lead the country. Let me read a handful of them. Oh, there it is. Start deal for the 580. Thank you. We got, we got everyone. Yes. We got, got them all on the board right now. Thank you. You knew the role. I appreciate that. Marietta Sooner, start May on Saturday. Have Jordy as a closer. Uh, 404, I thought we were only talking Tennessee. It's got to be Jordy versus Tennessee. Micah from Conowa says, Tennessee's pitching is good but not near what OU faced the last few games in Cagle and Kennedy. You're going to get better run support and can afford to sit Jordy if needed. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, it's here's the thing. So, and and to, the, to the 404, if you want to scroll back down a little bit, like when you were talking about or the I thought we were only talking Tennessee, it's got to be Jordy for Tennessee. You're going to be playing only really good teams from here on out. So you can't say, oh, man, we need to keep Jordy against Tennessee because what happens when you play Florida State? You know what happens when you play Washington, or what happens when you play OSU? You can't you can't just say, well, we'll we'll save we'll save Starocco and May for the the lighter games, the easier games. Like, wait, what? No, we're in the College World Series, baby. They're all tough. These are all good teams. Yeah, this isn't an overbearing dad in little league who's throwing his son and telling him to throw curveballs for an entire weekend <laughs> tournament, right? Um, Mackenzie Donahue is a big storyline tomorrow. Yeah, she's a very emotional player. Uh, I'm sure she feels a certain way towards OU. I will be um, very fascinated to see if any developments happen on that front. Yeah, I mean, it's... Because if she gets a big hit, she's going to let everyone in the state and beyond know about it, I'm sure. Well, she has a 27.5% chance to to get a hit. (laughs) So, um, I I don't know. And I think because she's so emotional, I think that's... Let Let me ask you this. Do you think there's any big reaction when she comes to the plate for the first time tomorrow in a place that's majority OU fans? I think that if there's a, like, we chant Boone, Boo, Stoops, all that, 
I think maybe there might be some who, but mixed in with some booze, and maybe it'll just get yeah. lost in translation. So you think there might be some a little lost in translation? Yeah. I but the softball is so supportive, anyways. The only people that get booed in softball are the coaches. Mike White talking to you. You yep. got to be Mike White level D bag to right. get booed. Right. Well, guess we'll find out tomorrow how OU fans and, feel about and, and that's the thing here. is I, I like it, it's such a supportive culture that I I don't see them de- booing Donahue. But here's the thing. She, you brought up that she's very emotional. Part of those emotions, like the way she channeled those emotions, is why she's not at OU yeah. anymore. I don't. So when she channels those emotions on the on the diamond, do you think that is going to elevate her play? Because I, no, I'm not. No, I'm I not. I'm don't. not subscribed to that. I, I don't. Um, I don't hope she gets booed tomorrow at all. I don't want that for her or for OU fans because that's a national story and everyone's oh OU fan, you know, whatever. Right. I only think that she that, might get cheers because she has really good memories there I, with OU. Fans. I only think that happens if she, you know, were to do something in the game, and I don't think that that's going to happen. Yeah, but she, I just, you know, just curious how uh, she will be received tomorrow. Most we'll OU see. fans will just remember the jump loo, um, the big home runs. Like, should, like they'll remember that, mm-hmm. and and they'll cheer. 405-651-3439, Knippel Meyer Chevrolet text line. A uh, lot going on in the portal for OU football. They got one commit today. Could there be two more coming? Oh, we'll tell you next right here on The Ref. This is The Ref Sports Radio Network. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Now you can't beat that. Be sure we are just that much closer to another football season, and Balfour of Norman has been their favorite OU store for more than 45 years. Locally owned and located on Historic Campus Corner, Jerry and Libby invite you to stop by and see what is new. At Balfour, you will find all the latest Sooner designs in shirts, shorts, sweatshirts, hats, and even socks and belts. So come by this summer when there is plenty of parking, or shop online at crimsonproud.com, where you will find everything Sooner. A few texts on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line before we move on here. Uh, everyone's in agreement, which I like. Miss R in Norman. Lou will get a nice reception. Maybe even a few. Loose. Kevin from the 469. She was huge in the 2021 championship. She deserves our appreciation. I agree with that. Um, 405, I don't care who they start in the circle, but when Jordy Ball walks out to the mound, they better be playing wild thing. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, one more. Um, let me get this one from the 918. I freaking love you guys. That's it. Carry on now. Aww. Okay, we'll do. Uh, one other softball thing real quick before we move back to football. we got to do our Under the Radar Player by uh, Boy Street Ventures. Mm-hmm. Boy Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising Under the Radar suitor startups. Learn how you can help support OU innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. How about this as I load it up? Normally, we each give an under-the-radar player for maybe what's coming up or for a recent game. I'm going to decline both of those. Hmm. I'm not going to let you answer. I'm not going to answer either. How about we let a current OU athlete decide who the the under-the-radar player is? Okay, And let's go to OU center fielder Jada Coleman. Jada, who's the uh, the under-the-radar player for OU softball in yesterday's game? Every time Boone gets on, I know we're going to start rolling. Every time she jumps up and she's like this, I'm up. Here we go. Like it's, She is a party starter. Um, I don't think people talk about her enough. 
I don't think she gets um, enough recognition. She's one of the hardest working people that I know. She's a great teammate. She is literally always in the dugout, yelling in our ears, always got her back. But um, yeah, when she starts the inning off, I know we're going to start rolling. She knows how to flip that lineup around. Jada Coleman says, Riley Boone, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, she stole my thunder because I was going <laughs> Riley Boone too. So Riley Boone, uh, yeah, she's a she's a spark plug, no doubt. I mean, even uh, like I said, after they won their regional game, they, she went over to the baseball game, started yelling at the umpire. Like she's oh, just love she's that. just jacked up all the time. So what's great is like she was totally disrespected by the you know quote unquote home field advantage uh, running the video board. They had the lineup on the video board, and instead of Riley Boone's name, they had Kirsten Deal batting ninth. Interesting. And then Riley Boone gets up there. They put Jada Coleman's picture up Jeez. for Riley, so then they shut the whole thing down. Game one for everyone. And then they put Riley Boone's name up the next time around, but they spell it wrong. They spell it B-O-O-N, and I'm like, God, what are More we doing More mistakes here? in the broadcast yesterday. I, did, I actually like, didn't get to hear the broadcast, but I saw the text line during the broadcast, and people were freaking out about that. I'm like, they got bottomless mimosas uh, <laughs> going on in the press box? What do we What do we got going on here? But, yeah, I'll tell you what, man, Riley Boone, you know, when people have talked about, you know, should we move her around in the lineup? Like, no, man. It's she's the best nine-hole hitter in the country, and I don't have. I'll have to check with uh, our our KRF Sports and Information, uh, you know, people for that. But I, I have to assume she's she's the best player in a nine-hole in the entire country because, I mean. This this girl, she can do whatever. She can bunt to get on base. She can move pe- move people over. She's so fast on the base paths. I mean, just fantastic stuff. And not to mention, we saw what happens in left field if you if you mishandle one. Um, Stanford, see you. Stanford, there was going to be a play at the plate yep. if she feels that cleanly. And so that kind of stuff, we take we take for granted the defense of a lot of our players. Uh, and uh, Riley Boone, she's just all around. Just, just a great player, but I think she's va- she's wildly overlooked because of where she hits. Uh, Dejon Terry headed to OU, six foot four, three hundred and twenty pound defensive lineman. Started his career at Kansas, ended his career well, not in his going to end his career at OU most likely. KU to Tennessee, now Oklahoma had nine starts for the Vols in twenty twenty two. Two years of eligibility, so there's some help on the defensive line. I don't think he's going to be the only one that you're going to add here in the next week. It sounds like Philip Paya is still a take for OU. Um, I felt like for the past week he was going to be a part of this uh, transfer portal class. So OU still active when it comes to defensive linemen. Already got one, and I think we both agree, expect another. Yeah, expect another. Um, probably quickly, I would have to imagine. Um, and, yeah, and, and we've talked about it, but defensive linemen – you just when you get three hundred plus pound guys, just bring them in. What's the absolute worst that could happen? They don't play. Okay, bummer. Yeah, if you got the number scholarship wise, and bring them in. Yeah, sure. like so. So here's the thing. Uh, Terry had a play where he was the nose tackle at a goal line stance against Alabama at Tennessee this past year, and he stuffed the runner at the goal line. I think it was a loss of a yard, and I don't think we saw a play last year made that would rival that one against an opponent like that. A, we didn't play Alabama. Dejon uh, Terry, under-the-radar player for Alabama-Tennessee, brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Absolute, That's what you're telling me? Absolutely. Okay. We'll go back to Jay to see what she thinks on uh, <laughs> on the new defensive line transfer. But that's the thing. Like He lined up. He, he he shed the block, and he wrapped up the running back in the backfield in a massive goal line stand. And I think that, Tyler, you know, we can talk about, okay, is he going to be a starter? He only had nine starts last year. Throw that out the window. You want this guy 
to, to, to roll on out there on short yarded situations because we were one of the worst teams in the entire country in third down and fourth down and well, short. So Baylor much so, sure ba- thought so with fourth and one at their own 25. It's almost like we do radio together. I, literally, it's Ugh. like Baylor dis- disrespected us so badly on that and, and, and went in field goal range. We were going to be in field goal range if they didn't pick it up. If we have Terry for that play, they probably punt. Like that, like that little thing. Like, hey, look, you need to have a guy that that can can be a a, a hole plugger, if you will, in that situation. So, I mean, definitely a big time pickup. I like didn't really expect at least an announcement this quickly. No, no, that surprised um, me when I saw especially it this morning. with with Pia with, with Philip Pia on campus. So it's like it's wild. So definitely both takes. Um, I I believe we will be going two for two and we'll, we'll find out soon and uh only uh, good news good for todd bates good for todd bates uh early favorite for k ref recruiter of the month so far he's on the board first at yep. least also clubhouse. got a chance for josh wallace corner out of umass two-time team captain out there at umass uh ou michigan virginia tech probably ou michigan there so another one to watch out for yep yep just uh i mean when you look at just the additions through the portal uh this offseason it's uh, it's it's no doubt what what they're looking to fix. You brought in a bunch of defensive linemen. You brought in linebackers. You brought in like, you brought in safety help. You brought in, uh, you know, you brought in corner help. Like, you brought in edge. Like you, we signed so many defensive players from the portal. It's clear Brent Venables is like, look, I you guys aren't staining my defensive reputation again. I uh, I had to laugh about this. Speaking of the portal, uh, Josh Pate of Twenty Four Seven Sports had a side by side transfer portal comparison between two ACC teams, Florida State and Clemson, which I think they consider themselves as rivals, right? At least Clemson probably considers Florida State as a rival. I don't know if Florida Just State competition uses it that wise, way. maybe at this point. But in the past four years since Mike Norvell got to Florida State. Florida State's taken 46 kids out of the portal. Clemson just two in that same time frame. Oh, my goodness. Man. That's wild. It's got to be a unique circumstance for Dabo to take someone out of the portal. That's interesting. Britt Vittables has not taken that approach. No. Well, at least not not at this time, right? I mean, obviously, Brent, you know, takes a lot of uh, the same characteristics uh, from Dabo. I think – and Brent has said that he wants to build his roster through high school. Yeah. Like, he said that. But – I think he also understands, look, it's going to take a minute for all my high school players to get here and be able to contribute. I don't think going into this year he's looking at Derek LeBlanc and saying, look, man, true freshman, you know, you're you're really my first, you know, full cycle signee at, at, at defensive tackle that I like. Let's uh, let's get you out there. No, he's going to even with guys like like Stone and if we get Dominic McKinley and we've got Nigel Smith and Williams Moneri and all these guys we like to talk about, right? Okoye obviously in there, maybe Jay Sean Ross. But like he's not gonna he's not gonna look at that and be like, all right, we wanna we wanna build through high school. I'm not taking any poor I'm just gonna wait for these guys to grow up. He's like, no, this is a, a what have you done for me lately business. But I think when you look, Tyler, I think when you look like four years from now I think our numbers resemble Clemson's a lot more than they resemble Florida State's. Uh, yeah, well, if things are going well, and if you're closing on these defensive line recruits, like everyone's hoping that they will, yeah, that's absolutely going to be the case. Right. For sure. All right, 405-651-3439. We'll get to your text coming up next right here on The Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. 
GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Weight loss surgery is more than a procedure. It's a life-changing experience. At Norman Regional's Journey Clinic, our goal is to empower our patients so they can achieve their fullest potential in health and in life. Our nationally accredited program offers support through every stage of your weight loss journey, giving you all the resources you need along the way. The path to a healthier you isn't one you have to walk alone. Call 405-515-2049 or visit journeyclinic.com to set an appointment and discover if Journey Clinic is right for you. In St. Louis, the number five means only one thing. Albert Pujols. On Saturday, June 10th, the Cardinals host the Reds, and that day, 25,000 fans ages 16 and older will take home their own Pujols Cardinals Road Saturday jersey. And 10,000 kids ages 15 and younger entering with a ticket will get a kid's Pujols jersey thanks to High Chew. That's Saturday, June 10th, the Cardinals, the Reds, and the Pujols jersey giveaways. Great seats remain. Get your tickets at cardinals.com. Texting, talking on your phone, or listening to music near train crossings or on platforms are big distractions. You need to see and hear the train coming. After you're on the train, those things are fine. So remember, simple things like taking your headphones out and taking your hood off could save your life. Caring for an aged loved one can be challenging. Let us help your family. At Arbor House Assisted Living and Memory Care in Norman, we offer a safe and loving environment with a full-time licensed nurse, medication assistance, emergency call system, along with housekeeping and laundry services. Come tour our beautiful community. Call 405-292-9200 or visit us online at arborhouseliving.com. We want to help your family so you can be part of ours. We interrupt this call to bring you a special message. <clears throat> the Big New Yorker is back. Say hello to six extra large slices, big enough to hold more cheese on a crispy, fluffy crust that you've got to fold just to eat. I mean, you don't have to fold it, just a suggestion. Pizza is the preferred pizza of the Oklahoma Sooners. Order online now at PizzaHut.com. And remember, no one out pizzas the hut. This message is for Karina, our mom who finished her high school diploma at age 28. Hi, Mom. It's Emmedith and Nicholas. Congratulations on getting your diploma. You worked so hard and have taught us so much. We, we love, love you. When you graduate, they graduate. Finish your high school diploma for you and for them. Visit finishyourdiploma.org to find free and supportive adult education centers near you. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. We tend not to think about right now, but right now in front of us is victory over cancer. Right now, cancer research funded by the V Foundation is leading to better treatments and saving lives. When you give to the V Foundation, 100% of your donation goes directly to game-changing cancer research. Victory over cancer is there for the taking by you. Donate at V.org because today's cancer research is tomorrow's victory. Don't give up. 
Don't ever give up. Friday on the rush, Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. One game has gone final in the Women's College World Series today. Supposed to be played last night, but, well, you know, hashtag weather. Washington beats Utah 4-1, to and then the uh, late game last night, you had Florida State run-ruling Oklahoma State 8-0 in six innings, even though it's totally unfair that Oklahoma teams get to play in Oklahoma City. Stanford and Alabama tonight at 6 p.m., an elimination game. Uh, Utah and Oklahoma State at 8.30 in another elimination game. Is the weather supposed to hold off tonight? Anyone? No? I haven't checked the uh, the radar. It's Oklahoma, so I'm not sure the radar matters Reed Timmer, right now. Is the, is the weather going to hold off? I know well, he listens our, to the our, ref. Our KRF meteorologist, uh, Paul Doobie, what? ought to be on this. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we've, been, we've been rolling through some KRF meteorologists. We did have uh, – we had our KRF meteorologist. Jay Knowles. Uh, Paul Do- well, Jaden Knowles was before Paul Doobie, right? Yes, right. I'm trying to get the – remember the order. He's in Wichita Falls now. Yeah. So. Man, he, he, he got he – got, he get bagged away from us. Somebody drop an NIL bag on uh, Jaden Knowles and get him so. away from KRF. You know how they do in Wichita oh, Falls, man. man. So, apparently, only Florida, Georgia, LSU, Missouri, and A&M wanted a nine-game SEC schedule in 2024. Now, OU and Texas did, but they didn't have a vote. Right. right? So, only Florida, Georgia, LSU, Missouri, and A&M wanted a nine-game SEC schedule. Well, Saban skirt or what? What's what's going on, Nick? I I'll tell you what, and and this is this is gonna sound like I'm making excuses or maybe taking shots at Alabama, saying they're no good or anything. Like I want to preface this with Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time, <clears throat> and Alabama has often been the best team in the country. But you can't tell me it's not an advantage to consistently have a bye before LSU and a bye before Auburn because that's what they've had and they've enjoyed a lot of success because of that some years because when you get an actual bye before one and then you play the Citadel or East Popcorn Tech you know before Auburn then you're getting two buys before your two biggest games. So Alabama already doesn't have to play Alabama. When you have to play LSU and Auburn and you get both off a bye you're really cutting down your like your really tough games to like maybe one other tough game or maybe two other tough games. Like so, if I'm Alabama, I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, what's the point? Like, what's in it for us to have more games? Yeah, like what's in it for us to go to a nine game? It's better for the fans. It's better for the players. But sorry, I get I get paid on national championships. So I guess technically for 2024 in a 12 game regular season schedule, you only know three of those games right now, and and you don't know for sure that OU's going to play Texas in the 1-7 format, but OU's yeah, going to play Texas yeah. in the 1-7 format. Your other non-conference games that year are uh, Temple and Tulane, both at home, so OU's got to figure out a couple of more non-conference games. I, I saw that TCU is open, so maybe Teddy and I have theorized for a while that maybe a part of the early exit agreements for the Big 12 is that You'd play a Big 12 team or two in the non-conference. Right. That's just kind of a theory. So maybe you could see OU play TCU and I mean, Fort they have Worth open and Jerry though? World. TCU does have one. TCU does have one, yes. I think Houston has an open date as well. 
Um, Washington, Washington has an open date apparently. Washington, down for that, please. Absolutely, yeah. I'd I'd like, I'd like some Washington. I would, I would actually enjoy playing TCU again. I mean, I get it. Like Tech, we don't have on our schedule, or not Tech, but um, like some of the other schools. Like when you go through Tech, Kansas State, Baylor, and Baylor, like you don't have them on your schedule. So the only way that you play them ever again, for the most part, is if you see him in the Big 12 championship this upcoming year, which, I mean, I guess could ha- they all have top six odds to get there, so theoretically it could happen. But I don't know. I, f- I feel like at some point we're going to have to true those three up because they're missing out on it. So I don't know. We'll see. But you're not going to – I don't feel like you're going to get like a big time. Like you're not getting Michigan on the schedule. No, Texas not, has that though. Exactly. You know? So it's like you're not getting – like all of those have already been taken for the yeah, most part. Yeah, I, I, I'm guessing – the only possible way you could do that, and I think all those teams, this is what you're saying, they're already they're already booked up. Yeah, you know? they've already I got mean, dates to the dance. The only way that that could even possibly happen is if you did a one-off neutral site game, I guess. And I just I – What's know, FAU man. got going on? We could go down to Boca Raton. Oh, and play Tom Herman. See Tom Herman. Herman. Yeah, that would see be Jackson great. See Jackson Sumlin, hang out with him. It was fun to hate Tom Herman. I could get down with that. I'd go hang I out, man. I could get down with that real quick. Boca Raton sounds great. We'll, we'll schedule that in the November game. We can Ooh. we can spend a cold month down in mm. Boca Raton. Bring the golf clubs. Man, that would be sweet. Actually. Let's do it. Hey, Joe C, if you're tuned in, first of all, great. Keep up the great work. Um, second of all, FAU, buddy. Let's get it. Let's get it knocked out. Drew from Flower Mound says, "Pro Football Focus College on Twitter. Which QB will have a bounce back season in 2023? Choices: Devin Leary, transfer to Kentucky; Spencer Rattler, South Carolina." Tyler Van Dyke, Miami, Quinn Ewers, Texas, Brennan Armstrong uh, to NC State. I think it's either Leary or Armstrong. What do y'all think? Spencer Rattler just won eight games and demolished but uh, Tennessee and – they didn't demolish Clemson, but they beat Clemson. Like, I, I'm not saying that Spencer Rattler couldn't stand to have a better year, but all things considered, Spencer Rattler in South Carolina had a really nice year last year, so I'm surprised to see him in a bounce-back season for 2023. Well, and, and- – Obviously, a lot of people looked at kind of the early signs. They're like, oh, Spencer Radler, you know, he's saying all these things in the offseason where it's, you know, he's improved more under Shane Beamer than he ever did under Lincoln. It's a pro style. It's all this, that, and the other. So a lot of people just expected him to go out there and just ball out, I mean, just crazy immediately, and he didn't. But then, you know, you kind of put it, you know, hit the nail on the head there. He had some massive games uh, against uh, Clemson, uh, believe what was it? Game, Tennessee. He just, went for he went for 438 yards Man. and uh, what six touchdowns? <laughs> like, I mean, 360 yards against Clemson. I mean, whew, like when you average 400 yards a game against Clemson and Tennessee combined, like that's that, that ain't that ain't bad. By the way, the most pressing news of the day: uh, the Big 12 is not changing its name. So they're staying at the Big 12, even though who knows how many teams they're going to have and. Five years. See, the coolest, like, I don't know, the coolest name change, non-name change to me in, in history is be when the Big Ten had 11 teams and had the number 11 in their mm-hmm. logo. Like That was pretty sweet. That's elite. That is that is elite. Because it's like, hey, look, I mean, it's still, you can see that we got 11 teams. but And it's, it doesn't jump out of you right away. But, yeah, that's, I guess it is from a branding perspective. It got to be really annoying to just uh, pack pack how many now? Pack sixteen. That's pack why 12, elite conferences 10. like the SEC they don't don't have a number. It, they don't have a number. No, they don't have to say big. They just everybody knows it. 
Well, they do have a region. Um, does, does Oklahoma count as the southeast? It's like, it's like saying alpha male. You know, the, the <laughs> SEC didn't have to put big in their name to it's let true. you know that they were big. It's true. Just saying. Doesn't drive a lifted truck is what you're saying, the <laughs> SEC. All right, 405-651-3439. We'll close up hour number two next with more Sooners. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the KREF app. You're simply the best. Exciting things are happening at... Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you the sour of the rush. 6 p.m. tonight, it'll be OU Baseball. In the regional, taking on East Carolina. 6 p.m., you can catch that on the KREF app, 1400 a.m., 99.3 FM. East Carolina, good baseball team, 45 wins on the year. Going to be a tough matchup for OU. Um, some games that have gone final uh, so far. Tech uh, beat UConn in the Gainesville Regional. Virginia, the the top seed in the Charlottesville Regional, beat Army 15-1. to So if OU wins tonight, they'll play Virginia in the winner's bracket. Uh, Texas is up on Louisiana 4-2 in the bottom of the eighth, and all the Cajuns are pissed because LSU threw their ace, Paul Skeens, against Tulane. They won versus four matchup, and Tulane won like 16 games this year and just got hot in their conference tournament. So LSU fans are all riled up about that. Tulane. Talk uh, about first world problems. 19-40 and 40 and uh, playing in a regional right now. Uh, how, how you feel about uh, OU baseball's chances going into – to tonight's game, 6 p.m. You know, it's it, it, it's kind of like Skip Keats saying, right? Like, if you just, you know, throw strikes, you know, have competitive at-bats, be present, I think were his three keys to the game consistently uh, in the Big 12 tournament. It's I, – I think if – I think that if we can just not give free passes – and if we can just make the routine plays, I think we ought to be fine because Spikerman's really played well. He would have been fine against Tech if you made exactly. the routine plays. And, and, and Spikerman, you know, he's really been playing well, was on the all-Big all 12 tournament team. Um, you've got the, the bats have come around. Dakota Harris is healthy again. Easton Carmichael's healthy again. Braden's really pitching well. Like, you've got, you've got the ingredients there. Like, you can make a run. Like, you can, you can get out of this regional. But – it's like anything. It's gonna take some luck. It's it's gonna take, it's gonna take some some people to play their absolute best ball of their career, now. Like starting now. Yeah. And that's I mean, and that's a tough ask. Yeah, it, it's gonna be really tough. Um, with I think with any pitching staff, but with the way that OU currently sits, if you lose tonight, uh, th- this is whoever you think your ace is at this point in the season. If you think that's Braden Carmichael, I, I think you got to throw your ace tonight. Um, Virginia will probably have its ace ready to go tomorrow, I would guess. I don't know exactly who they threw out there today, but a lot of time in those 1-4 matchups, you'll see the, the number two get the star with the Saturday starter. Um, so that's working at a little bit of a disadvantage, but, man, you you got to win that first game. Got to get one. Got to get, get, get through the – Well, uh, even just for the confidence. Bracket. I mean, talking to you know some people in that program – this is setting the table for next year, man. Setting the table for next year. Hey, Charlottesville, uh, Virginia gives you uh, – OU's had some success there yep. previously, man. You know? So, I don't know if that helps out. Any, never but say you, never. You can take uh, anything take anything you can get at this point in the year. Yeah, 6 p.m. That game's also on ESPN2, I believe. But, you know, maybe just listen to it on the, the Ref app tonight with T-Row. Yeah. K-R-E-F in the App Store. Yeah, pull up Go to the radio. If you haven't already. 
All right, OU Tennessee coming up tomorrow. We'll break down that matchup coming up next. Fourteen hundred AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and ninety-nine point three FM, K twenty-five seven DA, the Ref Sports Radio Network.